you will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B O D I dot com. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. We are back together. Abby, thank you so much for covering for me while I was on my trip, not vacation with the kids. <laughs> um, very clear that it was a trip and you guys probably saw this on Instagram, but the highs were high and the lows were low. And here we are. We're here. We were supposed to be in New Jersey. We're not, <laughs> but we are here. Abby survived a crazy 24 hours. And yes. I will start by saying too, a lot of people were DMing us. I should have been more specific in my messages. I posted, I was like, what a crazy 24 hours started yesterday at the airport, left St. Louis only to return 24 hours later. We were going to be meeting up with people. One of them unfortunately contracted COVID. This person was fully vaccinated, was being safe. Um, and I was already in the air when we found out. So I spent the night in Philadelphia and flew home this morning. And here we are to just like lighten my day talking about or brighten my day and lighten it talking about the beloved Kathy Hilton. Oh my goodness. And Beverly Hills, what an episode. I have to say each episode, I'm like, how does this continue to get better and better and better? And it does. Kathy Hilton. I mean, and me saying bless her heart. I don't even mean that as a dig. Cause I know you Southerners who listen, I know that's kind of like a shady thing to say in the South, but truthfully, like she lives her life like her sense of delusion, delusionment. I cannot say that word, but she's so far from like us everyday people. <laughs> she's so far removed from the realities of the world. Like for her to just ask Kyle for a straw is one thing, but chia seeds, <laughs> like what? Chia seeds was amazing. Like I, yeah, it was all, it was unreal. Um, I just love that she was like, well, I really need them. That's all I'm asking for. Like it's just so like, it's so funny. And I like how the women are like, we're clearly jealous. Like if we didn't have to do anything, we wouldn't want to. And I love how even Dorit was like, yeah, you could be self-sufficient or if you could live like Kathy, why would you not to choose to live like Kathy? I know. And like, for those of you, I went through a chia seeds phase for a minute and chia seeds and why you put them in your smoothies. It just helps you feel more full and like less snacky, um, whatever. I loved chia seeds. You have to be very careful to fully like rinse out and run your disposal. I would like rinse out my smoothie cut. Like, you know, I had like a thing you poured into, put the straw in and enjoy your smoothie. And then I would rinse it, but like a few chia seeds still be in there and I'd run it through the dishwasher and the chia seeds kind of like found their way into like the bottom filter and they were so small and like all that water over time, they like sprouted. Oh my God. 
So oh just, my goodness. So just a warning, there yeah. is a reason why they call it a chia pet because they won't yeah. grow. Um, so that's our anecdote on chia seeds. Yeah, but- just a little lesson learned, uh, you know, save yourself. I mean, it honestly did mess up my dishwasher. So if you're like, oh shit, I've been doing that. Like you're fine. Just check your filter and probably clean it out. But otherwise live like Kathy Hilton and enjoy your chia seeds. Um, I also love that Kathy conveniently didn't have to play croquet because that looked awful. Oh, that looked, that was kind of a dumb activity that they gave the women. I would have liked them honestly to go to Erica Jane's house that she didn't know about. Like I would have liked them to pull a Robin prank from Potomac and act like a pizza delivery person and knock on the door. Like I would have been here for that. Just another reason to love Kathy. She was like, just call and be like, oh my God, I completely forgot I have a house here. Can you tell me my address? It made me think like Kathy's done that. Like she's like, oh, do we have a property at Aspen? Will you just call somebody and find the address for me? Like, I think it's just, she, like, she's done that before. I loved it. I think I know the answer to this question, but your take on Erica not knowing about this property. I mean, y'all know that I, I'm not buying anything EJ says for a second. Um, I think, I don't think she, like the fact that she's like, I didn't even know we had a property. I didn't know the address. Oh, I didn't know we sold it. I don't like, unless he bought it in like his company's name and like her information was never like on the papers or, and I know like there's times when like, you know, people have been like, when you have a really like wealthy, you know, successful husband, you just sign stuff without asking. But like, you would notice if you were signing paperwork for selling a house. It's like, if you've ever sold a house, you sign a shit ton of stuff. It's not just one and done. So like, she would have noticed that she was signing 15 documents and what they were. Did they, did they say it was under her name or did she not? She said that she didn't know any of it. Like she just, here's the thing. I feel like she never has like a clear story. Like her story, it's like she gives just enough to try to make it seem like it's credible, but not enough details to where like, I'm actually believing it. And the whole like thing with Tom calling her and all that, like, I think there's just, and then like when she was talking about the dementia getting really bad, like there was just a lot to it where I'm like, I don't buy this because you also said he doesn't talk to you at all. And then you were saying you were the caregiver. So which one is it? Because if you're caring for him all the time and that's what wore you down, then you weren't talking to him. She is spiraling. I will say her talking about the house and not knowing it was there. Like, I'm not saying what she's sharing is the truth. However, we've all seen the Betty Broderick series and stories. And when there's a relationship where there's a power struggle and that person is the dominant figure and makes all the financial decisions, I could very well see him buying a house and not telling her about it and doing shady shit. Like I could see that happening. However, given all the contradictions that she's had and all the stories that she shared, it's kind of harder to believe as she continues to spiral on camera. That said, I love a mess and I hate, I feel semi guilty saying this, but I love watching it. (laughs) Oh, it's been highly entertaining. Like I will fully admit, like, I don't believe anything she's throwing out there, but I can't wait for what she says next. The other thing that I don't understand is she said like three episodes ago, she's crying at that dinner. I was like, I thought I was going to hold that man's hand to the very end, but he cheated on me. That's why I left. Then it's like, he never talked to me. Then it's it. Well, I'm sorry. No, but he never talked to me, you know, and like it just got cold and I couldn't do it anymore. Then it was cheated. Yeah. She dropped him off. I always think of Amy Phillips impersonation. Then I dropped him off and never see him again. Like, yeah. But then like, she was saying like, she's the caregiver thing too. I'm like, okay, but if you thought you were going to hold that man's hand and I am sorry, you married a man, like how many years older than you? 26. You had to think at some point in this marriage, you were going to be a caregiver. And if you weren't up for that, you shouldn't have married a man that much older than you. Like there's a part of me that's like, look, Erica, 
I'm not buying your story. And if you're going to make it sound like, woe is me. And I was like, he's the one that broke the vows. You broke the vows too. Cause like better or worse sickness and health. Like you weren't going to take the sickness. I don't, I just like, I'm not, I just can't buy it. There's just so many things that like don't add up. And she contradicts herself with like each person she's talking to. And I think she forgets who she's told what, including telling Garcelle there was no other woman. Absolutely. I think the number one thing, honestly, that infuriated me, (laughs) which your friend might laugh. You're like, that's it. Um, is the fact that she claims to have never known how to go to the bank. Oh my God. She was a single mom before she met Tom. Tom is not the biological father of her son. She talked about how like, that's what made her love him was how he took care of her son. If you were a single mother working in that strip club, you were getting paychecks. You were depositing them. You knew how to use a freaking debit card. Like I can't handle the lies. I couldn't. I mean, and I love Garcelle for, and we'll get to that pivotal moment in the episode, but just loved her, like her reaction. She's like, okay, wait, no debit, no debit card. Garcelle asked if she had an allowance, no allowance. So she was using credit cards and cash. Like, and listen, like, I understand, you know, in relationships or someone who may be doing financially better and whatnot, but I think everyone has common sense to be like, wait, if my partner's only giving me cash on a credit card, something feels off here. Like, I just think your instincts would kick in and just be like, I should have a debit card. A lot of people have um, shared banking accounts and we, I mean, we can go on and on and on. It was just, that whole scenario was so weird. She was like, I just went to the bank for the first time in March. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> I'm not buying it. Yeah. And then, but then she'll talk about how she grew up poor and had to fend for herself and raise herself. I'm like, I just, ugh. like the story's not adding up on any, like on anything with her. And that's why I just think it's all just this big lie. And I, I can't handle it. I will say I, I always, and like, I always say this and I was so mad that we only got a glimpse of it. I want more of the women letting loose, being drunk. And I know production has to leave at a certain time, but you, you know, these women are recording this shit on their cell phones. We can see more of the drunk dancing because I loved it. That's one of the things that is a high and low of New York <laughs> yeah. that we get all the time. But yeah, I would love, I would love to see that footage because it's fun. And based on the behind the scenes footage they shared, it didn't feel like camera footage. It felt like a producer was at least there and there was at least a camera person there. So I would like to see it. I'm, I'm with you. Um, should we talk about the hike now? The, the moment? Oh my God. The moment that sparked a lot of controversy and drama and not to be annoying, but anything that happens off camera, we cover on Patreon. So we're going to talk about what we saw during the hike and we will talk about then what came out 12 hours later on our Patreon. But first of all, team Garcelle, a thousand percent. I don't care if the rumors are true and she was produced to ask certain questions. The fact that she looks her in the eye and is asking her what all of us are thinking. I freaking love Garcelle. Co-signed. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just like that. She said it to her face. She's saying it to her face. She's not seen it behind her back to the other women produced or not. That's up for debate. And like, that's up for debate, but she said it to her face. And I just, I mean, you got to take it for that. Like she at least is saying what we're thinking and she's not holding back. She asked her, she had an allowance. 
she's asking, like she's poking the holes in the story and is saying it to Erica's face. And I give her a thousand million dollar credits, whatever you want to call it. I just made that up um, for doing that, for having the balls to do that. I no, I completely agree. I, I mean, I love that she was like not afraid to ask anything. And in watching the episode, when Erica gets really mad and says like, you got me to say it once and now you got me to say it twice, like it just starts crying and all this stuff. Knowing a little bit about what I know now, it might maybe makes a little bit more sense. But I also feel like, you know, Erica always kind of thinks that she can get away with just like snapping at people. Like she did it to Teddy. She's, I'm now blanking on her, but like, she kind of like has these, Eileen. Yes. Like she just has these moments where it's like, well, what the fuck? Like you're getting mad at somebody that I don't know if you should be like Eileen was always in Erica's like on Erica's side. Uh, and so like watching her kind of lose it and get so mad and being so upset about it. I don't know. I also think like the reason why she gets so upset is Erica just doesn't like anybody asking something in the public set, like with all the girls, because Erica has told each person a different story. And I think she's like, well, I think she sometimes forgets that like all of them talk and all of them hang out. So like Garcelle was going to hear from the group that Erica said that he was cheating, even though she, you know, a couple days prior had told Garcelle that there was no one else. Uh, I think for her, she's aware of like, she tells everyone a different version. And so when it's the whole group, she gets very nervous. And I think that's part of why she got upset. Cause like, now her whole story isn't going to make sense if it's in the group setting. I mean, that was wild watching it. And I'm kind of annoyed. Kathy kind of stood up for Garcella a little bit and was kind of like agreeing with her. I don't, I mean, I kind of wish more of the women had her back, but her visceral reaction was something. And honestly, me watching, I was watching Rena, and she's just, I just, I don't even know how I would have reacted to that in the moment. I think I would have been Kyle just jaw dropped and being like, what the fuck is happening? And then her storming off. So, I mean, the previews for the rest of the season look incredible. I'm so excited for Sutton to like, I feel like Garcelle's handing the baton now to Sutton to go head to head. Those two are quite a duo. Like don't, don't count them out. They might seem like they're like not always like active in every episode, but they're doing a lot. They're doing a lot. They're doing a lot. Um, I'm excited to see Garcelle hand off the baton to Sutton. I'm curious to, like to hear more of like when she said, I don't feel comfortable filming with her. Like I'm just ready for it all, baby. Like I cannot wait. So Beverly Hills continues to deliver. It's been an incredible season. It's been a long time since we've had a season like this. And I'm just eager to watch more. I cannot, I look forward to Wednesdays. Um, I look forward to Wednesdays, but more than anything, there's like this part of me, it's kind of like parenting, really. It's like, you know, in certain, certain phases and ages, you're like, I just want to enjoy this and I don't want to rush them like to grow up, but I can't wait for, like there are certain phases that you're really excited for. Like I remember my kids were little, I was excited for them to start sports. Uh, I'm excited for family vacations where I don't have to pack, you know, all the diapers, all the strollers, all that. Like, you know, like there's just certain things. It's like, I'm enjoying this moment. I'm looking forward to it. I'm enjoying this season and this moment in Beverly Hills so much, but I can't help, but not anxiously await the reunion. Like this reunion is going to be explosive. And if the Delta variant somehow fucks us up and it is virtual, I swear to God, I will go apeshit. Woo. 
Like, so there we go. We do not want to piss off Abby yeah. fucking Delta. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, from one transition to another. So we have the highs and let's talk about the oh, <laughs> I mean, all I was like, hmm, I wonder what kind of caviar it is. It made me hungry for caviar. The, like I will say when it started out and Sonia was like saying she hooked up with the model and all this. Yeah, we later found out that that might not be the case. I just think it was really shitty that Ramona's first response was like, I mean, I'm not shocked that Sonia went home with him. I'm shocked he went home with Sonia. Like, what a shitty friend. She, I mean, back your girl up. You'd be like, yeah, yeah. I know why. I do find it confusing why she lied. Um, I, I kind of understand, like, the women's thoughts there. Like, she's really doubling down on this story. <laughs> it's, it was a little interesting and a little confusing to me, but it's a harmless story, I guess. And if it makes her feel good to think that she did hook up with the guy, I guess that's great. It's just kind of weird. And I love Sonia. (laughs) I love Sonia. Honestly, what I think what happened is I think she got drunk and was kind of embarrassed that she passed out there. And so it was just easier to tell everyone they hooked up and that he was a great lay because that's like a much better story than saying like, I got way too drunk and passed out at his apartment with him and his girlfriend. And like, you know, he's significantly younger than her. I don't know. Like, I mean, I would be very embarrassed if that was me. So I get it. Like there's been times in college where like, I'll be like, Oh my God, I left before that happened. When I'm like, no, I remember that. But I also remember I like threw up in the corner of the bar and I don't want people to know that was me. You know, like you just do stuff to like kind of divert, make the story seem a little different. So I, I get it. I get it. That explanation I can understand. And especially with her daughter. Yeah. Her daughter watches, but her daughter is older. So, okay. I, I can buy that. It's just like watching it play out. I was just like, Sonia, <laughs> why not just own it and like make a laugh, laugh about it. But she is older woman and it's, it, that is embarrassing. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what else? I'm like, what else? Sonia's business party. I, first of all, something's off. Like she has checks. She's not cashing oh, her business he won't, partner. I think yeah, I her business, business partner. partner. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, then I don't know why she thought Ramona was the best person to bring in and Ramona's coming in guns blazing. And this guy's like, all right, you can own the website. I think it's really weird. He won't show her the books. He's like, Oh, I'll show you the tax filings, which, because I have an accountant as a husband that doesn't show like, that's just like an overall high level view of like, here's everything that was made in the year. Here's the expenses here's overall what we, like what we were worth. She wants to see like month in, like every month, what came in, what came out. And like, I think it's weird. He's not showing her that. It's really weird. And it's shady. And I do not remember what Instagram account, but someone did some digging up on her business partner and he is sketch as fuck. Apparently has like better business bureau, like has bad reviews or something of that nature. I'm sure if you Google, you'll find something. But then again, like I think about that. I'm like, Sonia, why would you ever go into business with someone who you would like always Google the people you're going to go into business with dating? Like, I just don't understand people who don't use technology in that manner to vet people. Yeah. I mean, and all of her interns, somebody could be like, Hey, let's like check this guy out. I don't know. I I agree. Um, Other than that, I also will say, we talked about this with Monty last week. The more I hear of the song, the more it is just a complete ripoff of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas. Oh, well, a lot of songs are. (laughs) I know, but like, all I want for Christmas, like, uh, what is it? Like, just you, like, I don't know, all I want for Christmas, just you. I don't know. It's, It's a little... It's a little much. It's a little I much, also, but I'm excited for it. And who knows if we'll ever, I would love a performance of it. 
I mean, even if it's lip synced, I would, I'm here for yeah. it. Like, Do you think like it's actually going to come out? It. Yeah. I saw Lou, I mean, Luann tweeted about it and saying like coming out, like she mentioned BravoCon, which we'll share our predictions and thoughts oh. on that and Patreon, but um, she made it seem like it was going to be released around then. All right. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. Kind of like how I feel with BravoCon. But uh, that was really it for Roni. Like just another not strong episode. Oh, I will say like it, it was kind of sad uh, for Ebony when she realized that the person wasn't uh, her sister because I think she just wants to know who her dad is. I feel like that would be really, really hard. I think one, to be hard to grow up without a dad, but also to just not really even know who this person is. Are they out there? Do you have siblings? Like that would be really weird. Really, really weird. It would be, it was a strange, um, yeah, it was, I kind of wish she would have shared more of that with the women. I just, I kind of felt like they, for such a significant moment, it just felt like it was kind of glazed over a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So since we're on a podcast ourselves, it only makes sense. We're going to talk about the Potomac podcast with uh, the Green Eyed Bandits, Robin and Giselle. I don't really understand completely what they're going to talk about on this podcast. (laughs) It made me laugh. They're like, yeah, we did an Instagram live. And then everyone's like, you should do a podcast. And it's 2021. And the explanation just made me laugh because I guarantee, and you and I are are semi guilty in this, but every, there's so many people who have like a best friend and you're like, we should do a podcast. Like that's crossed a lot of people's minds. So it just made me laugh watching it. But I forgot what it was called, like shady, reasonably shady, reasonably which like shady. I don't know. Like they posted about it, and they're like, "This week we talk about butt implants and Jeff Bezos." I'm like, I don't. I'm just not following. But I haven't listened. I should give it give it a shot. But someone, I just like it. Yeah. Someone, Who, someone listened let- recently. Taria listened, I think, or I don't. Taria from someone recent, someone we're friendly with listened to it, and they said it was like, entertaining and funny. So. Okay. I don't know. I could have listened to it today when I was on the plane, but <laughs> instead I watched athlete a, which was like really random. And I was like crying on the plane, probably not the best pick, um, but pivoting, uh, from <laughs> creepy Dr. Nassar to creepy Michael Darby, not quite the same level by any means, but he's now going to be producing movies. Like I, I think it's reasonable that, that Ashley was kind of like, wait, what the fuck? Like, that's not like, that's a big jump. We're not just going to start producing movies. Uh, absolutely. She was a completely justified. And that to me goes back to like, I'm going on my rant here for two, well, 10 seconds, patriarchal views in relationships and marriage. And because he is the quote breadwinner unquote, it's like, she doesn't have a say. Like, I just felt like he was like very like not hearing her out and he's going to just do what he wants regardless. Oh yeah. I got that vibe for sure. It just, yeah, I felt like he really was like undermining her. There's just a lot of times I feel like on Housewives, when you watch husbands and wives talk to one another, you realize that like they don't view each other as equals. And I, I agree with you. I really hate it when I feel like it, because more often than not, it's the man who doesn't view the female as an equal. And sometimes like when I think about Alexis Bellino, I'm like, you kind of like let him do that. And you played the part where you liked being like, I'm just this dumb little housewife that like nibbles like a bunny on a cracker. So I didn't necessarily feel bad for her, but I think Ashley like uses her voice and tries to be seen as the equal as well. Like, and it's like a 50, 50. And just the fact that Michael doesn't look at her that way just breaks my heart. It's annoying. And I mean, she is stunning. If you guys watched her appearance on watch what happens live, she, 
um, provided clarity on the holes and she's oh, yeah. referring to her mouth. Which thank God, because I thought she was t- talking about her butt and that she made me very no, uncomfortable. She said no back door, just <laughs> he pointed to her mouth. So in case, in case that thought has been kept keeping you up at night on what holes Ashley Darby's talking about, I hope I cleared that up for you. Um, Mia, what'd you think about that text? So the green eyed bandits send a text to her and say, Hey, we want to get together with you, which I actually think their intention was pure, but without Karen. So I think there was a better way to say it. I think they would say, like, I think it would have been best if they would have said, if Giselle looked with them text, say, like, Hey, Rob and I are sitting here and we're just talking about how much we've enjoyed meeting you and seeing you in social events, but we would love to just go get drinks, the three of us, so we can all get to know each other better um, in a smaller setting. So we can, you know, talk more. I think that would have maybe gone over a little bit better than we want to get to know you better. I would love to get drinks with you, not Karen. Like they didn't, and Mia called it out. She's like, they didn't say not Ashley, not Candace, but her response was like, I'm like, Mia, you could have said, she just could have said it in a better way. The delivery for everyone could have been so much better, but her response back is making me wonder if she's going to be one of these people that comes on to housewives and thinks she knows the assignment, but she doesn't understand, like really doesn't know the assignment. Like oh. she's looking at what somebody else's assignment was. It's like, okay, I'm going to so be this that is person. what you do. So yeah. then you send a shitty text and production's going to zoom in on the text. And then everyone's going to think I'm a boss bitch because that's yeah. what I am like that. Yes. Like, I think that's exactly what she was thinking. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. And then like when she was talking to Karen about it, like I get, she was upset by it, but I feel like there was just like, you didn't have to tell Karen it was stirring up all this shit. Like they truly just wanted to get to know you. And you literally like just treated them like dog shit after they invited you out to drinks. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it it was a shitty move. I was not, I was surprised by it. So, but I got a good chuckle out of it because it's Potomac and we're laughing at things like that. We laugh in, during Potomac. There's lots of laughter. Uh, oddly enough, I find myself actually really liking Candace this season. And I I don't know that I'm like, I wouldn't just say I'm like on the Candace train. I don't know what she calls her fans or whatever. But I can see a lot of growth in her, oddly enough. I said the same thing to Mani last week. Like, I really love... Like, I'm really loving how she's acting this season. I'm liking that she's kind of trying to just let things go with Karen while also stating her peace. I don't know. Like, I really didn't like her until last season. And I didn't necessarily like her last season. But in evaluating what happened with Monique and Candace, my thought, like, I was like, you know, in my eyes, whether, like, provoked, absolutely. But Candace truly was the victim of an assault. Monique was not. Monique was, you know, maybe the victim of like verbal, you know, altercations. So I just, I always kind of like felt bad that I felt like some of her trauma, for lack of a better word, was so minimized because, you know, Monique like filed back the lawsuit right away. And so I'm, I'm just, I'm really liking her. I, I think that she, yeah, she's shown growth. And she's also kind of being herself while also not trying to stir up a lot of drama. Like she was one breaking it up at her PJ party. Yeah. The PJ party and these, these damn themes who has a goodbye, like pajama party for your apartment. Like I'm like, okay, Bravo, we're reaching here. I know we're in a pandemic, but I just laugh at these theme parties that they're coming up with. Um, and while they're at the party, 
Ashley goes into labor and in true mama bear fashion, she gets everything ready for her son. Like I think she packs his lunch, gets his clothes out all before she goes into labor. I also like thought it was really touching when she said it was making her sad because she realized like when she cut, like it's never going to be just her and Dean again. And you probably didn't have this because it was so quick and traumatic when you were like being kind of told you're going into labor with Camila and you're gonna have an emergency C-section. But I remember my in-laws like taking my oldest home, like taking my oldest home with them for the night, knowing I was going in that morning, I thought to be induced, didn't know I was in active labor. But like, I just remember like kind of fighting tears because it is like this weird, bittersweet moment where you're like, it's never going to be the three of us again. And so I, I like that she was so raw and shared that because I think there's a lot of moms who have felt that way, like right before delivering your second. I like, I got teary eyed because I kind of tugged my heartstrings a little bit. And as hormonal as you are at that stage too, it just, it was really, it just kind of hits you all at once. Like, you know, it's coming you know, that second child's going to be here, but emotionally kind of hits you and you're like, oh shit, this is really it. And it's happening and you're going to have this baby and your lives are forever going to change or evolve um, again. So I just thought it was really, really sweet. Um, the part, or uh, did we talk about the party? I guess not. we liked it. Yeah. It was our kind of party. I will say, so when I, of course, you know, and we've learned this from Brian Moylan's book, the timing of when people show up to these parties is planned. It's not just, oh, okay, it's it's Karen first. And now here comes Robin. So Karen was asking Robin, like, you know, when are you going to have your wedding? Like, what's going on? Like, I can't wait to renew my vows with Ray. I think she's like, I kind of get annoyed when people are like, well, this is how I feel. So why don't you feel this way? Like, I think we need to realize that with anything, COVID or not, people are just going to do things at their own pace. I respect her for waiting, especially after what we saw with Cynthia, you know, apparently nobody got COVID, but it looked like a super spreader event. But I think too, she's not ready to say like, look guys, I'm depressed. I'm not getting out of bed till noon. I just don't have it in me. Like I'm, I've just lost kind of like my spark and my motivation. So like planning a wedding is just too much mentally for me to take on. But I just don't think she's ready to talk about that openly, especially to Karen but I truly think that part of the reason why she hasn't started planning the wedding is just because of like where she is mentally because of COVID. And I think there's a lot of people that were in that same spot. I mean, last year, like, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see like the repercussions of COVID, especially those who haven't prioritized their mental health, because it's been really daunting on all of us. Like the isolation, the lack of control, I think most definitely, at least for me, the lack of control of what's going to happen. I mean, the future is always like, you can't always predict the future. Yes. But like the little things, um, being so out of your control at times, like for instance, our trip canceled because of COVID, like, you know, things like that. So uh, I feel for her and I think you're right. I'm curious to see if she opens up more about that and what exactly is going on. I have a feeling Robin will because she's been pretty transparent, I feel. Um, so I would welcome that for her. And I'm, I think you're right. She's taking care of herself. And I love the grand dame, but just let her do her thing. If she doesn't want to get married during a pandemic, she doesn't want to get married during a yeah, pandemic. Yeah, that's her thing. Uh, okay, so they decide to sort of address the fight-ish with the text message. I will say as much as I was like, Mia, you're trying way too hard. I liked that she was like, okay, you know what? I apologize. Cause what I sent was really mean and it was, wasn't the best response. Like I respect her 
for being able to apologize and be like, okay, yeah, I did respond in a, like a not great way. Oh, I like that. She owned her shit. And I will say I'm tired of seeing Dr. Wendy's boobs. I Ashley said this on <laughs> watch what happens live. And I forgot how she said it, but I feel like she's a new personality with these boobs. And I don't know who Zen when titty when <laughs> titty when is like, <laughs> I just don't know. It's kind of confusing. I feel like she's getting second housewife syndrome or second season housewife yeah. syndrome where you're, you're trying a little much. I agree. And like, I don't know. I'm also kind of like, she's calling herself Zen when I'm not seeing much Zen. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, and as always, we're at the end of our show and Abby and I have not connected on who our shadow is. It's always a surprise, kind of like a grab bag. You just never know what you're going to get. Um, I have one, but I want to know what yours is. Oh, okay. I was going to say you go first, but I'll go first. Uh, I was going to give my shout out to Anthony Lario. He planned this amazing weekend for us. As we mentioned, we were supposed to go to the Jersey Shore was like just so sweet of him to like hope like host us and we just want to know we love him we will be rescheduling the trip when it's safe to do so um and we can't wait to have a night at it's called boogie or boogies i can't remember but we can't wait to go and dance the night away what's yours my shout out goes to the family family karma and have you watched the watch what happens live with family karma no, I haven't yet, but I do feel terrible about like he came out to his grandma and then his grandma passed away. Like I oh. just like, oh no, no, no. This is like I mean, it was like reunion level drama in a watch what happens no. live. It was so it. good. Okay, so, fill me in. I so basically Anisha Anisha and Monica go at it. I think Andy's kind of stunned, like that they're having an argument to the point where he had to cut off something that they were gonna do and put it on the live show because they kept fighting so much. And it was entertaining. I'm like, yes, let's get another season of family karma. And I think they're pushing for that themselves, but I am team Anisha. I'm not a fan of Monica, but I am here that family karma is, they know the assignment and they're showing up to play and we see you team Anisha. Love it. So watch it. If you haven't watched it, it aired like this past week. I just watched it today actually. So, oh my God. Well, now I can't wait. Um, you're really loving family karma. That's the second shout out you've given them. Given I them know. Like I know. I just think it's a good show and it's been, it started off a little slow for me, but then, you know, I think just it's, they've opened so much of their personal lives, especially Amrit and just going, seeing what Vishal has been going through with Risha and everything. It's just been great. And then the Monica and then Brian, like, it's a, I don't know. I just appreciate everything that they've been serving this season. So I'm, I want another one. I think they'll, they'll get another season for yeah. sure. I hope, I mean, after that, watch what happens live, Andy would be, well, I know Andy's not the main person, but they would be stupid not to. Agreed. Um, so that is the end of this week's podcast, but thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to do our spiel. Um, so if you, are not um, already subscribing to us, go ahead and hit subscribe. So, you know, whenever we drop a new episode and uh, a free way to support us is by hitting five stars. And if you have a few seconds, leave us a great glowing review. It'd mean the world to us. And then if you'd like to support us um, beyond that, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. And we will be talking about all sorts of 
off camera Bravo drama. Like I almost feel like we sometimes talk longer about what happens off camera on our Patreon than we do on our main feed. So um, be sure to check that out. Real moms or no <laughs> patreon.com slash real moms of Bravo. And then obviously follow us on Instagram at real moms of Bravo. And with that, we will catch you next week. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're Body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At Body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com.